woke. Time to get up. Hey folks, hope you're enjoying the show. Just thought I would take a moment to invite you to subscribe to Thought You Were Woke, No Speed Limit Podcast, and let you know that our podcast is available on multiple platforms, including Spotify, Google, Apple, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Overcast, Stitcher, Breaker, Cashbox, Pocket Cast, and Anchor. Also, make sure to hit the bell notification so that you will be notified when the next episode is available. Now back to the show. Welcome to Thought You Were Woke No Speed Limit Podcast. I am your host, Alvin. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Today's podcast is a Black History Month special. Do you remember if your grandparents ever told you about that curly hair you have is because you got Native American blood? Well, this story is about the Black Seminoles and about the resistance of black slaves during the slavery years of the United States. It'll be an interesting show, so let's get started. Black Seminoles, a story of resistance. The Black Seminoles are a group who are the descendants of escaped black slaves from coastal Georgia and the Carolinas known as Gullahs, who found refuge among the indigenous people of Florida. In 1693, then-Spanish Florida became a slave-free state. Soon after, blacks escaping slavery from coastal Georgia and South Carolina came to Florida seeking refuge from their British colonial captors. Many blacks escaped the swamps where white settlers did not follow because there were fears of yellow fever and smallpox and other diseases that black people seem to be very resistant to. They escaped blacks became known as maroons because they learned to live off the land and rather than go back into slavery. They also came into contact with the tribes who together helped each other with their farming practices and defending their homes from white intruders and slave patrols. Many black people escaping bondage from slavery in the United States settled among the tribes such as Mikosuke and the Creeks. As the cultures of different indigenous tribes and black Gullah people mixed, they soon became known as the Seminoles. Let me tell you a little bit of story here. You always hear about the Underground Railroad. Well, in some parts of the world, the Underground Railroad led south instead of north to Canada. And that was before, uh, the, before the War of 1812, before all the Seminole Wars and all those things. But that's what we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. While the Creek held black people as slaves, the Muskoki all allowed black people for, for more freedom, including owning guns, electing their own leaders, and obtaining wealth in exchange for payments in crops and livestock. In fact, there were several black villages and towns uh, in uh, Florida. One of those uh, wonderful towns was known as Angola. Angola was a town rich with blacks and blacks and Seminoles. Um, it was destroyed, however, during one of the wars uh, by Andrew Jackson and his soldiers. Many former African captors also found themselves in the service of the Spanish militia in Florida. After the American Indian War, Florida became a British territory. 
During the Revolutionary War, many of the black and Seminoles fought with the British as more escaped slaves came south from the colonies. After the Revolutionary War, Florida became a territory of Spain and a problem for the newly formed states of the United States where slavery was legal. Slave-owning states worried about the large population of escaped free blacks in Seminole territory in Florida where their own slaves were still escaping to who raided farms and villages during the Revolutionary War and later during the War of 1812 when the Spanish Florida allied with the British. The first Seminole War occurred in 1817 to 1818, led by Andrew Jackson while Florida was still under Spanish rule. Andrew Jackson led an illegal incursion into Florida and attacked the Negro Fort on the Apalachola River in Florida. It was manned by British black marines and escaped slaves. Over 260 inhabitants of the fort died when a hot cannonball, that is, they had actually uh, heated up a cannonball and hit the uh, ammunition dump at the fort and destroyed the fortification. Now, there were survivors from that. One of those is a man named Abraham that I'll talk about later. The Americans hoped to disarm and remove both the black and Seminoles on the northern border of Florida. The war did drive many natives and black people further south into, into the Florida swamps. Many black Seminoles escaped to the Bahamas and Cuba where they lived in the, to this day. Others were captured and sent back to, into slavery. Still others survived in the war altogether and continued to resist slavery and white incursions into Florida. The Second Seminole War from 1835 to 42 under then-President Andrew Jackson led to the removal of Seminoles and Black Seminoles to the Oklahoma Territory. However, members of the Black Seminoles were subject to frequent slave and fugitive raids from American settlers. About 180 Black Seminoles led by John Horse. John Horse is an important figure in the Seminole community because his actions, along with the actions of the other man I talked about, Abraham, uh, led... Um, to them having to negotiate a treaty instead of just being able to force the Indians to go to Oklahoma Territory, they had to sign. They got them to sign a treaty, and they it left on their own. Now we'll talk about the, the whole Oklahoma thing in a minute. About 180 black Seminoles led by John Horse successfully escaped to Mexico, where they were allowed to settle by then Mexican government. Okay, let me go back to the whole Oklahoma. When you talk about the Trail of Tears, you're always told about the Cherokee, the Creek. And all these other Indians that went down. The Seminoles, too, you're told about them, which you're always told about the Native Americans that were on this Trail of Tears. Black people were on this Trail of Tears. Now, they got there in two ways. Uh, most folks got there, of course, going across the land route. Now, you can just imagine how dangerous it was for the Native Americans, but just imagine these black people traveling with you being picked off by slave, uh, slave raids along the way. So black people were being picked off by slave raids along the way to, um, to Oklahoma. They got to Oklahoma. They were still promised freedom. And here's the amazing thing. These were free black men. They, 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 they still had their freedom in Oklahoma, but they were still subject to some of those slave raids. So, again, here's where John Horse comes in. He's a, he's a hero the, uh, for the, the uh, Seminole people because while he's in Florida, he went through several campaigns. Uh, 40 conflicts in his life, 40 years of conflict in his life. He survived all of them. He even managed to negotiate a treaty that finally helped the folks in Mexico, the um, blacks who escaped to Mexico, uh, find a settlement there. Um, 
But John Horace is a major figure in that. Abraham was the one who was the major figure in getting black people to Oklahoma. When the treaty was finally signed, you know, he was the good negotiator who negotiated between the whites and the, and the Seminoles. And they got the treaty that sent them into um, into what is present day the Oklahoma. Back then it was the Oklahoma Territory. There was still resistance there, believe it or not. Uh American forces attempted to raid black Seminole communities in Mexico were were driven back because of John Horace. The black Seminoles who escaped to Mexico were later welcomed back to serve as scouts for the U.S. Army in the Indian Wars after the Civil War. Though uh, black Seminole community still remains in northern Mexico. Still others continue to put up fierce resistance in Florida, leading to the Third War and the presence of Seminole people in Florida to this day. In other words, there were still people there. They had dwindled down to about 500 or so people at, at one point, and those 500 people resisted. Numbers dwindled down even further. Some people did end up escaping to Oklahoma and other places, but um, they dwindled down to about 180 or so people, but they left them. They couldn't stop them. There was a stir of resistance of the Indians who never gave up. They never gave up to the point where they said, okay, well, enough of that. Too much blood has been shed. Fight's over. Let them have what they have. And they did. It may not be it have been a whole lot, but that they did. You know, um, we think about the Black Seminole. So uh, Abraham was a full-blooded African American who became a chief during the time of war. He was considered a brilliant negotiator and tactician. He eventually negotiated the treaty that led Blacks and Indigenous people to leave to Oklahoma Territory. Now, African and Native people on occasion intermarried. The children were recognized as Seminoles and if their mother was Seminole. However, we were accepted in the community early on. The Dow's Rolls, which came later on by, of course, the United States and whites, white, the colonizers, as they call them, was a document used to identify and allot land and money to what was then called the Five Civilized Tribes in Oklahoma. I believe that's Creek, Cherokee, uh, Musogi, uh, Chiriqua and one other. Oh, I have to look that up. But anyway, uh, it basically overrides previous trees with the tribes. Black Seminoles, known as freedmen, were separated in this document from Native Seminoles. Only those who looked Native or had at least one known Native parent were left on the rolls. And most of it was a matter of you had to prove that you were 75, 25 to 75% uh, Native American. So about 1,000 freemen lost their land and tribal privileges because of the Dallas Rolls. Tribes to this day have used the Dallas Rolls to deny black Seminoles a seat on tribal council and money paid for the loss of lands in Florida. There is a lawsuit. I believe it's still ongoing um, for the black Seminoles. Um, they want to be recognized as part of the Native American tribes, and I don't see why they shouldn't be. They fought. They were there. They were side to side. Their cultures are intermixed. Um, many of the foods that the Seminoles eat today are because of the black Seminoles that lived among them. Um, but this is the one thing that's a story. This is a story of resistance, of freedom, a fight for freedom, the bloodshed by people of color who decided that it was death or freedom. Nothing else meant anything more. Now, I told you that some of us were captured back into slavery. That's part of the fight for resistance. There will be casualties in the fight of resistance. But they resisted anything to keep from becoming slaves again and kept their freedom to this very day.
they exist today in this world because they fought and they resisted. You know, you, you know, they always like to tell you about what happened in that Turner. They always like to tell you about what happened in New Orleans, but they never tell you about the story of the Black Seminoles. And like I said, they were part of the Trail of Tears. This is a true historical part. Now, when your grandmama say you may have some Native American blood, it might be true. Hey, you need to look that up. But anyway, if you like this story and you want to follow more about, uh, more of my stories, please follow us on Spotify, follow us on uh, iHeartRadio, follow us on Amazon. Uh, we will be having more stories like this so that you can hear about the history that is the true history of colored people and indigenous people of this country. And you all have a wonderful day. And all I can say is peace. You have been listening to Thought You're Awoke No Speed Limit Podcast.